Zoe MD Podcast, where we explore topics about work and wellness to help you thrive on and off the job. Join me, obesity medicine physician, Dr. Michelle Johnson, to learn the science behind getting well and staying well. This podcast will focus on navigating the health challenges of the workplace, reclaiming control over your health, and living the complete life you desire. Welcome again to Zoe MD. Today, our guest is Dr. Michelle Quirk. She is a pediatrician and also a run coach. And today she will talk to us about what is a virtual 5K. So please welcome Dr. Quirk. Oh, hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Michelle. It's great to be here. (laughs) Um, So I am, yeah, I'm a pediatrician and a run coach and uh, the founder of Mindful Marathon, where I help make running easy and fun for busy professionals like ourselves. (laughs) And yeah, today we're going to talk about what is a virtual 5K and and how to run a virtual 5K. (laughs) Yes, this is the first time I've ever heard of a virtual 5K. And what is that? Oh, okay. So a lot of people, I think, may have become a little bit more familiar with it this past year because of COVID, but they did exist before the pandemic. But basically, this is uh, turning a regular 5K road race that normally we would gather, you know, in town. A lot of people are familiar with the Thanksgiving turkey trot. (laughs) Those are often local 5Ks. And Yeah. um, yeah, and instead of putting an in-person race together where everybody's gathering outside and there is a specific course that you have to run. A virtual race can be run from anywhere. So you can run it in, in your town, in a park, wherever you'd like. And we kind of do it on the honor system. So you measure it. We could talk about how, how you measure the distance. A 5K is um, 3.1 miles. And yeah, you measure it, you you do the distance, maybe hopefully with some family members or friends to make it fun. And there's usually either one day or maybe a week period of time where you all run it together. So everybody signing up for the virtual race will be running from different places, but at the same time. And we can connect, you know, on social media and things like that to make it more fun. <laughs> that is, you know, it's one of the great things about the pandemic. It's a it's it was such a sad event, but one of the things we were able to connect in different ways. I really like this ability to run with people all over the world. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of companies have virtual race series. Like there's lots of different, you know, if you complete a certain amount, you get different medals and there's swag and all sorts of fun stuff. So I had done them before, but I would say during 2020, I did a couple more because there had been some races on the calendar that got canceled because of COVID. So we just kind of turned them virtual to keep ourselves motivated and accountable and had some friends along the way to do those. So it it was fun. And that's how I got the idea to do this one. (laughs) So 3.1 miles sounds like a lot to me. I'm not a huge runner. Do you have any recommendations for the first steps if you haven't run in months or years or ever? Oh, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. And I, it's important to remember too, like every, every runner starts from somewhere. And if you're not 
a regular runner, it's okay. This can be a great opportunity to get out there and walk and kind of make walking a part of your routine. So I would say if, if you're not a regular runner, you haven't really been, been out there jogging in a while, or if you've taken a long time off, the best place to start is really walking a couple of times a week. And a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll sign up for the race and then they'll want to go out and try to run the whole thing the next day, you know, <laughs> and we, we set ourselves up. We, we put a lot of expectations on ourselves like, Hey, I should be able to do this. But if you haven't been training, then your body isn't ready to do it. So I think giving ourselves a little bit of grace in that and, and just starting with something very gentle and comfortable to your body. So maybe even starting out with like a 10 minute or 15 minute walk a couple of times a week would be a great place to start. And if you have the time, I mean, ideally you'd give yourself maybe a couple of months to work your, your way up to the 3.1 miles, but certainly you could walk that a lot sooner and, and not run it. So yeah, the, the place to start is really walking and, uh, and maybe, you know, give yourself a goal. You can, you can put a calendar on the refrigerator or on a wipe off board and say, you know, let me go out there 10 minutes, three times this week. And next week do 15 minutes, three times a week and kind of work up from there. But, but just remember everyone starts from somewhere and it's okay. Like you, you may think to yourself, it's not very much, but over time you can build that up and build out that mileage and 3.1 miles won't seem so bad. I promise. <laughs> So one of the things that really stops me from even attempting to run or maybe start like a, a walking program or a running program is the thought of the soreness or mm -hmm. I really would like to know what would you recommend for things like recovery if you're just starting or if you've been running for a while? Yeah, yeah, this is true. I think there is a lot of fear about soreness and also about injuries when it comes to running. And so um, a lot of what I teach is learning a level of effort. So I always say to start low and go slow. And we kind of like titrate up based on, you know, how, how you're responding to the training, how it feels in your body. So we start with something very small and work up from there. And I describe the effort scale as a scale of one to 10 and say like one would be a brisk walk where you feel it, but it, but it's not too, too much effort. And a 10 would be like the zombies are chasing you the end of the world. <laughs> and, and you know, you're red in the face. You might fall over at the end, feel like you're going to puke like that. We don't want to go there. I'm going, okay. So, <laughs> so with training, usually I try to have people find what feels comfortable for them and not go above like a two to four out of 10. So you can kind of gauge for yourself as you get going. Like most people feel pretty comfortable walking. And then if you start to jog, the best way to do that often at the beginning is to do some intervals where you just put a little bit of jogging in there and then take regular walk breaks. And um, a technique I like if you, if you don't, if you're not keen on technology and you don't uh, want any fancy apps or a fancy watch or anything, you can use the mailbox technique, we, we call it, where you're in your neighborhood and you walk for a while and then you start jogging between a couple of mailboxes and then take another oh. walk break. 
and then jog and walk. And that's an easy way to do it. You can also use, you know, stop signs, telephone poles, any stationary object will do. But if you, if you're interested, there are free apps that you can download with interval timers where you can set an interval. Like I'm going to run for 15 seconds and walk for 30 seconds, for example. But that's a way to transition from regular walking to a little bit of jogging. And you can kind of, again, like see how your effort level is and just, you have to be honest with yourself. Like, how am I feeling? Do I feel like I'm going to fall over? Then I need to take some more walk breaks, (laughs) slow down my run speed, all of those things. But, but yeah, keeping the effort level low and just being gentle with ourselves is sort of the name of the game. So great. So start low, uh, keep your effort between two to four on the scale of one to 10 the mailbox yeah. techniques with jogging in between mailboxes <laughs> is really helpful. Sounds like you're taking notes over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, I forgot one thing. The other thing would be to make sure you do warm up at the beginning and a cool down at the end of your workout. So the warm up would be, we would say, a dynamic warm up, which means that you're you're getting your your joints and your body ready to to do the exercise. And when I was a kid, like I remember in school, we would do more like static stretches as a warm up. And that's really what you would reserve for a cool down. So a dynamic warm up is something like, you know, walking lunges, butt kicks, things like that to kind of get your heart rate up a little bit and get the joints ready to go. And then when you're done with your walk or your run, you do a cool down with those static stretches to really stretch the quads and the hamstrings and all of those muscles that you just used (laughs) and, and taxed a little bit. So those are important for recovery too. And in terms of the warm up and the cool down, how much time should I allot for that if I started with 10 minutes of oh, a yeah. week or a workout? If you can, I would give yourself 10 minutes. So maybe 10 minute warm up, 10 minute run or walk, and 10 minute cool down. If you're pressed for time, you know, five minutes. <laughs> but if you can get in five minutes, it goes a long way. It really does. Okay. And I should stretch and cool down before every walk run or? So you want, yes, you want to warm up about five to 10 minutes before all of them. And then if you can, five to 10 minute cool down after each one too. So it adds on the time. So if you, you know, if you have a 30 minute time period, maybe 10 minute warm up, 10 minute workout, 10 minute cool down and kind of grow it out from there. That's good. Oh my goodness. So it does sound like something I could do. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And so in terms of uh, the virtual 5K, so you mentioned that there are also like medals and things like that that we can get with the virtual 5K. Those things are typically mailed or they're virtual or how did we get those people? Oh, yeah. So usually, now I know everybody does it a little bit differently. Usually the race packet is mailed out and some race series will mail it to you as soon as you sign up and some will mail it out like the race week but usually most virtual races will come with some kind of swag and (laughs) it's like a bag (laughs) with you know fun things you know whether that's a (laughs) t-shirt or a medal the 5k that we're doing has a medal and a hat and 
there's various other fun things in there. There's going to be like a scrunchie <laughs> magnet. Like there, there, I have some friends who donated some, some fun things, but, but usually it will include some kind of swag that normally you would get right at the in-person race at the finish line, you would get a medal or you would go to the expo before the race and pick up your race packet and get your t-shirt and all of that. So it's, you know, tried to, to keep in line with what an in-person race would be like, but we're doing it, you know, virtually where we are. So it gets mailed out instead. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. So even though the race is virtual, the swag bag is, is real. And so are the benefits that you get from actually training for the 5k. And then is it typically tied to like a charity or yeah, so many, many virtual 5Ks are tied to a charity. You know, it, it can be different. Usually it has something to do, right, with what the, the race director has a, a personal interest or investment in. Our virtual 5K, the charity partner is the Students Run Philly Style, which is a local organization here in the city that helps middle school and high school kids to run the longer distance races. So they pair the kids with a, men, a running mentor and they train for the Philly Half Marathon and the Philly Marathon. Yeah. And all the, the proceeds go toward really a lot of gear. Like you go through quite a lot of sneakers yeah. <laughs> when you're marathon training. <laughs> and so, yeah, the proceeds go there, but many of my, my patients are a part of the organization and, and they're just, they do wonderful things here in the city. So that's the charity partner for our race. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Work. How can people connect with you? Oh yeah. The, the best place is probably on my website. It's mindful-marathon.com. And if you're, you know, thinking about starting to get outside and you know you're you're still nervous about running but you want to get out there and walk there is a free walk plan for a month that you can download right from the website and you can follow me over on instagram at mindful.marathon i'm on facebook it's mindful marathon it's all the same <laughs> but thank you so much for having me oh definitely we have to have you back to talk about footwear and gear in the future so oh i would love that I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Go follow her at Mindful Marathon on Instagram or her website, mindful-marathon.com. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you.